0: Good evening. This is Steve from Across the Tracks Podcast. Welcome. And we got a show for you this evening that uh, we're going to have some fun with. Absolutely.
1: Good evening and welcome back. And uh, I'm Wayne. For those of you who aren't familiar with the show, that's who I
0: am. Two small town guys from Elizabethtown slash E-Town, Kentucky. You. We just happen to make it out
1: <laughs>
0: and uh, get back every now and then, but we love our hometown and uh, we just talk about things that uh, that interest us. They may be world events, they may be local events, they may be state events, they may be about anything. So anything. we love what we do and we're going to say it the way we see it and hopefully you can uh, join us. And we can um, uh, maybe spark a little interest in you.
1: Absolutely. Yes, sir. See, senor. Absolutely. So, so hey, Mr. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. yo. So, before we, we, you know, before we get down to in the in the down and dirty about what we're going go to talk about. the tonight, weeds. Before we get into weeds about what we're going to talk about tonight. I, you know, we we're talking before we came on the air about shows we've been watching. Well, this weekend, man, I have been binge watching. New York undercover
0: <laughs> yeah
1: man New York undercover most I think it's one of the most underrated shows that ever hit TV yeah man and, and it, it's not just the episodes and I there's an episode that was very poignant that I watched today but it was the music man surrounding that show it was mm-hmm. incredible we're talking the 90s. So you got the right. you got the 80s, early 90s. You got the New Jack Swing era. You got the Neo Soul era. I mean, great music. But there was an episode today I thought was quite poignant. And this was in the 90s when this show was set, right? This guy was setting bombs across New York City. And he was taking out people, primarily minority people, who he perceived took it uh, took opportunities away from him because of affirmative action now mm-hmm. how freaking strange is that this was yeah, in the you know. 90s this show was set in the 90s and this guy was pissed off about opportunities that he thought minorities didn't deserve because of affirmative action, and we got the same foolishness going on today with this replacement theory crap. I just thought it was very poignant that this episode aired, uh, you know, at the time it did, and it's like, man, so apropos that we're dealing with the same foolishness right now.
0: Well, keep in mind, the '90s was the beginning of the contract with America and Newt Gingrich, and uh, affirmative action was was attacked you know, in the in the 90s. So people are going to follow, you know, those leads when politicians say this is something that's negative and you believe in the same uh, ideas or ideals that these politicians do, then they're going to be they're going to be people who have a reaction to it. So that episode that you're talking about and, you know, most dramas like New York Undercover and things like that they they deal with issues of the time. Yep, yep. Just like dramas today deal with issues of the time. So back in the 90s this idea of affirmative action was under big attack. And you you can tell how the Supreme Court, you know, uh, attacked it and people went uh, went uh, after it. Because of perceived ideas and and this person you said thought that it was affecting him, just like you said this with the critical race theory, you know, yeah. and uh yeah, so you know as as you know we're getting older, and we've lived through a lot of stuff, and just think what you know your parents are still alive and and doing fairly well, I take it, and just think what they've lived through. From the time that they were coming up, just think of the changes that they've had to deal with and some of the pressures that they had to deal with, you know? So what we've learned and had to deal with in our, you know, 60 some years, we've experienced a lot, just us, but our parents has experienced even more, right? They can see how things have changed dramatically. And and it's weird that we don't get a chance to really talk about that. And I I was thinking today of calling my aunt that lives in um, Houston and getting a recorder that I can plug into my uh, phone and just ask her questions because she Mm. was there's We have two of my father's siblings that are still alive. Uh, My Aunt Jill Conley lives in Houston. And she was the baby of 11 kids. Wow. Okay, she was the baby. And then my Aunt Eula, she was um, probably the fourth or fifth uh, youngest okay so she's still living in houston and i just wanted to you know call and say because they have a lot of history that you know i knew that my grandparents on my father's side came from plantation in in do parish in louisiana and as far as ancestry goes and so on i can go back to about 1840 and then things get murky so as you brought that up you know we're, we're kind of going in, I'm kind of getting off track. But the history from that time period, the 1990s, and things are repeating itself now just in a a different way. So in the context of talking about that, I want to find the right recorder and just call my aunt and say, hey, give me the family history. I I know a bunch of it, but tell me about Doulard's Parish and you know, how the how the family left the plantation and went to Homa and moved into
1: Stovall Street. Right. You know. Right. So
0: yeah, yeah, sorry about yeah.
1: that, folks. No, no, it's all good, man. It's all good. It, it, that's important, man, because, uh, you know, once once the ancestors pass on, that history, you know, is sort of gone unless there are yes. family records you can go pull from. Uh, right. But a lot of times when it comes to our families, man, a lot of that stuff, once people pass on, it passes on with them. And, right. and then we're left to try to, you know, pick up the pieces, you know, yeah. and uh, sometimes it's tough to do that. So, yeah so it's what it is but um yeah i just want to throw that out there man cuz i was like man what a great show they even had yeah. an episode they even had an episode where the intro song the intro to the episode was the revolution will not be televised i was <laughs> yeah. like you know that this is that so show crazy
0: absolutely cuz it always <laughs> had it always had great music it was always it the is. music of the time
1: it was it was the music of the times and I'm sitting. Well, I mean, I, I've been, you know, and I, I remember watching it when it was out. But now I'm like, man, this show was so yeah. timely. And and what they're talking about was like, we're still dealing with some of this foolishness in yep. 2022.
0: Yeah, it know. had a it had a a, a multilingual yes. cast. You know, it had blacks it had Puerto Ricans it had Mexicans. It had yep. white yep. people in it. You know, the boss was a white woman.
1: Yeah, everybody.
0: Uh, <laughs> you know, and they dealt with every all the New York issues That's right. as well as uh, state yep. issues as well as country issues. So, Absolutely. yeah, I watched probably two or three episodes. Uh, I think it is on one of the streaming platforms.
1: Yeah. It's on Hulu. Uh, not yeah it's on Amazon Prime, yeah, it's on Amazon Prime, and uh, I think all the seasons are out there. I'm on season two right now, <laughs> that's, that's okay I'm, I'm on season two right now, episode eleven or something like that yeah and yeah. and and the previous episode ten was the one where this guy he was bombing people that, you know, basically taking out people who he felt didn't deserve the opportunities that they received over him because of affirmative action. And, you know, <laughs> you know I'm like, really? <laughs> really? Come on. Yeah, there are folks who are that way. And we're, you yeah. know, this this replacement theory crap is, you know, an offshoot of that here in 2022. So I just I just that throw that out. I thought it was quite apropos for the times. So. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I hear you. Good. Good that's that's a good opening topic. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. So what do we got for tonight, my friend? Well, we're gonna we are going to take a quick snippet uh reflections of the January sixth hearings that took place Thursday night. More tomorrow, which I'm gonna watch. Yeah. Uh, there's a Senate race in our home state of Kentucky between uh the current incumbent um uh, ran paul and the challenger charles booker yep and then um we want to take a look at um a book by ellie mustow yeah uh, talk about black guys guide to the constitution which you said you went out and got a copy and yes yeah, sir i I'll probably go out and get a copy because I love Ali Mustel whenever yeah. he comes on. Yeah. You know, the brother with the pure white fro. Solid white. <laughs> Solid. gets whiter by the day. Yeah. And um he he minces no words. None. He he says it like he sees yeah, that's it. Right. Straight Cutting and no chaser. From us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my <God>. oh gosh. <laughs> But uh, we want to talk about that. And then there's a sports story we want to talk about briefly. Uh, you know, greed and golf, yep. I guess. That's and it. then we want, to, uh, we want to we want to talk about the other senior uh, senator from the state of Kentucky. Moscow, yurtle the turtle Mitch uh, McConnell, uh, and talk about his
1: uh, hypocrisy. Yeah, 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 that's That's it. That's where we are. That's where we're at. That's where we're at. That's
0: where we are. So I'll tell you what, I'll kick off real quick the. Yeah. Just a brief thing about the hearings. And um, for the most part, I watched it to do the historical part of it because, you know, I taught history for 30 years and so on. Right, right. And also the fact that I remember the Watergate hearings. I remember yep. Iran-Contra. Yep. I remember uh, Benghazi, uh, Inflategate, all, all those things. <laughs> we've had, We in our lifetime, we've witnessed those things. Okay, so uh, just to go along with those those issues that that's happened during our lifetimes I feel obligated to watch it you know and uh, my reflections on it they started off just a little slow but they got to the crux of the issue real quick and that is uh, Orange Julius Cheeto Jesus Agent Orange (laughs) He knew what was going on. As a matter of fact, they had his attorney general who told him that there was no election fraud. And the, the attorney general literally said, you saying this, there was election fraud, fraud is bullshit. Yeah. And then they even had his daughter they ask her questions during her deposition and they ask her, well, Attorney General Barr said that they told the president that there was no um, election fraud. Do you believe that? He goes, yeah, she, uh, yes, I trust him. So that's mm-hmm. two people that says that there was no election fraud. And then there was a third person. I can't think of his name right now, who also said there was no election fraud. OK, so that it's put out there. Uh, they, they talked to one of the officers, a female officer that mm-hmm. um, they showed a different view. They showed the body cam view of what was going on at the Capitol, as far as the physicalness of it. And I mean you can literally see these officers being sucker punched in the back of the head and stuff. And they're mm-hmm. going down and, and so on. And then uh, they also talked to, um, a journalist or a film producer, and he was able to follow, you know, the Proud Boys, and and what was interesting there is the fact that you know, Orange Julius was giving his speech at the Ellipse outside of the uh, White yeah. House, and the Proud Boys had been at the Capitol since 10.30 a.m., and this speech didn't take place until, like, 12.
1: Right.
0: So <clears throat> if, if it was a people, some people say that, oh, it was a peaceful march from one place to the other, and they were just kind of hanging out, you know. Well, if the Proud Boys were there at 10.30, scouting the place out and so on, there was some planning that went on. Right. It was, it was premeditated. Okay. So to me, that was the first night. Premeditation. Orange Julius knew, they told him that there was no election fraud. Okay. And I think it was Mike Pence's uh, chief of staff also said, you know, all the data says you lost the election. Yeah. So that was the crux of the first night, and then yeah. tomorrow there are going to be some more. So that was yeah, my reflections. How yeah, yeah, about yeah. you? Uh,
1: I, I concur. I concur with uh, a lot of your sentiments. Um, I will say, uh, Liz Cheney, rock star, rock star, man. She laid yep. it out, man. And I, as I'm listening to her talk, I'm like, ooh, man. I know a lot of people are hating her right now, <laughs> you know, because yeah, she was just giving friends. you fact after fact yep. after fact, right? And, you know, some of the stuff we knew, but like you say, there were some things that were magnified once you see things from a different angle. I thought it was ironic that um, Orange Julius, you're the commander in chief. That is your job. You are the commander in chief. But you don't have the balls to call out the National Guard to go down and. Uh, assist in getting this situation under control. The VP had to do that. So you've advocated your role as commander-in-chief. I thought that was poignant. Yeah. The fact that, uh, you know, people have told you straight up, man, and I think, I, I saw this thing, man, in, uh, on the news, one of my news feeds. I, it was, somebody took a shot at his daughter because she said she, you know, she trusted the Attorney General. She believed him, and if he said there was no fraud, she believed that. And then somebody wrote in this column that said, um, yeah, I know uh, you know, he's he's not happy with his daughter, the fact that she went against him with the AG, uh, but the guy said, Yeah, this is probably uh the first time that she screwed him. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, that was low. That was low. You know, I'm like, wow, that was low. But hey. You know, and he and right away he came out and said, well, she wasn't involved. She had checked out. She wasn't. Fun. I mean, he's always got an excuse for everything, yeah. man. Dude, yeah. Can't you accept responsibility for nothing?
0: Yeah. Let, let's let's go back to your point for just a second about calling out the National Guard. Yes. This is what I believe. I believe his punk ass was scared. And that may be true. I, I You, you and have a point he, there. He, he doesn't know how to lead. Yeah, yeah. He has. He does not know how to lead because he grew up with a silver spoon in his mouth. Yeah, he's been given everything. He's never had to make a decision except saying you're fired to someone right. because they didn't lick his boots or something like that. He's right. never led anything. He's never been elected to anything except that except that position. And I think he. Like the deer in headlights, he just froze. Yeah, and it. Some of it was the fact that oh, he wanted to watch and see what was going on, but I just think the bottom line is that the motherfucker was just plain scared. Yeah, yeah. You know, he didn't know. He didn't. He did not know how to lead. Right. Therefore, he did nothing.
1: Right. And I. And you know, we we talk. yeah, no, that's 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 a good observation. Um and, and a lot of it comes that that's what I think a lot of this stuff. A lot of this is here's the thing that I find ironic about him, right? You want to have people under your 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 guidance, and you know he's gonna deflect and say, Well, that's not exactly what I said. I did not tell them exactly to go down there. Yeah, you did. You you egg these people on to go down there. And storm the Capitol. But your punk ass said, we're going to walk down there and do it. But when the time came for people to go down there, guess who ain't present? Your (laughs) punk ass is sitting in the White House watching. So here's my thing about him, right? You want to try to overthrow the government to keep your dumb ass in power. But in reality, you don't want the job. You don't want to do the job that is required of the president of the United States. All you want is the power that it presents. That's why you wanna stay in office. You don't wanna do the job that's required on a day in and day out basis. You know, Joe Biden's out here grinding every day, whether you like him or not. Joe Biden is out there grinding every day. He's taking some tough shots about things that literally are out of his control. But you know what? He's showing up every day, He's doing the work. He's doing the best he can. He isn't deflecting. He isn't making excuses for himself, unlike his predecessor. And when the <laughs> shit hits the fan, he is always going to find somebody else to say, ask that person about it. I don't know anything about that. I've never yeah. met that person. I mean, that is the trademark of someone who's never had a fight in their life. Like you said, they've never led nothing in their life. All they've been is somebody who can dictate things to other people. And when the shit goes south, they'll take the blame for it. And he's sitting somewhere looking pretty. That's what's going on here. So my view of the hearings, yes, I watched historical perspective. I like that kind of thing. Like you, I watched Watergate. I listened to some of the Benghazi hearings. I listened to Iran-Contra, all that stuff we've had, even the Bill Clinton hearings. I watched those, right? But at the end of the day, here's my view. Unless you put some handcuffs and some leg irons on some people and start, and start arresting some of these fools that were directly involved in this. What, what is this about? That's my thing. What, what is this about? You're going to tell us a lot of good stuff. But if Trump and a lot of these other people who, whatever reason, they ask him to pardon them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, but you haven't done anything. You, if you don't need if you haven't done anything, what do you need a pardon for? Yeah. So uh, unless you're going to be arresting some people, high-profile people who are directly involved in this mess that went down on the sixth of January, I'm like, okay, we're having hearings. Okay. Yeah. There's got to well, be some action from the DOJ on this after this is over. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm like, okay, I'll watch, but I, I have, I don't have a lot of, um, what's saying? the word? I don't have a lot of um, – I can't think of the word. The word escapes me right now. I just don't think nothing's going to be done. You're arresting some small people that were there. Okay, yeah, they broke in. You arrested some people. They're spending some time in jail. They're getting probation. But there's some bigger fish out in that lake that need to be caught. They need to be filleted, and they need to be put down. And unless <laughs> you get to those people, I'm just like, what are we doing? We're We're, we're wasting time here.
0: Yeah. I think one, one other thing before we move on to something else, and yeah. that is the Department of Justice, you know, tradition and rules, you know, they, they can't do anything without these rules to follow in someone. Right, right. Y- you know, I, I, I was at a friend's house last night and we kind of had this conversation and I said, well, how did they get the rules? They just didn't fly out of somebody's ass. Something had to happen and there had to be a rule to deal with that situation. Right. So if there's no rule to follow, then fucking make a rule up. Right. right. You can't be you can't Here, Here's the new rule. Justice Department. June 12th. Twenty twenty two. Section one. Paragraph a. If you're president of the United States and you do something wrong, your fucking ass goes to jail. You're and or you are indicted and or go to right. jail.
1: Right, right.
0: Put that right. down. Now right. all the other people will follow. Otherwise, right. they're never going to do anything because there's no there's no rule. Fuck, make a new rule.
1: Right, right. Put the shit yeah. out there. Right. And that and that's what people are so like yeah, you know, people, I think, want to, you know, some people don't care. We already know a faction of America. They're going to cling to this bullshit theory that the election was stolen and all this crap. And these were, these were tourists, man. These were tourists in the capital that day. But I don't know any freaking tourists that got hockey sticks beating the hell out of people, baseball bats, <laughs> a bear spray spraying people, knocking people upside down. The- I don't know any tourists that ever did that, man. I don't know anybody. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we, the common people who got some sense to realize what this was, what we witnessed on the sixth, it was a freaking coup. It was an insurrection. It was an attempt to overthrow the United States government, and the ringleader was sitting in the White House on his ass watching. So unless you're going to indict this clown, arrest him, what are we doing? You're, you're just giving us sound bites. And the DOJ, like you say, if there isn't a rule, make up one and get this done. We need to stop this foolishness, man, that has engulfed the country over something that's happened two years ago. And we're still here going around and around about it. We all saw what happened. We know what happened. What are you going to do to put a lid on this and wrap it up so that people who have an idea, thinking like, "Ooh, let's try to overturn," you'll think twice about that. Why? <laughs> because people are sitting in jail over this crap. But unless we go down that path, man, uh, I'm afraid that people are going to try this again. They're going to yep. try it again. No consequences. No goddamn. There, there's no consequences. I yeah. mean, it's like you were a kid, man. If you're like. You know if your mama didn't beat your ass over something that you did <laughs> and you feel like oh I got away with it I'll try it again and you're gonna keep doing it because why wow, your mama didn't beat your ass over it right that, that's what's going on here nobody's yep. beating nobody's ass over this man so these people they're they're probably thinking right now man, man they ain't gonna do nothing man let, 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 let's what we' gonna do for 2024 you gotta start beating somebody's ass that's that's why I, that's why I say it, man. As Bernie Mac used to say, you need to knock somebody out. You need to knock somebody out. i'll fuck a kid up. That's what Bernie Mac said. Huh? <laughs> that's what needs to happen. You know, that's what needs to happen. Because oh, right now we're, we're just going around and around and around. And like Tevin Campbell. I mean, yeah, round, I mean, you know, yeah, the hearings are great. You're, you're giving us information. Some of we. But unless you start kicking ass and taking names, I, I'm just sorry, man. I, I don't have a lot of faith that we're gonna. What needs to be done is gonna be done.
0: One final thing. Go for it. Before we before we move off this, you're completely right. Until yeah. we start putting those folks away, and then when those folks start putting away that other network that that are saying that they are a news network who right. didn't even cover it. Absolutely. You know, so that, that's that's. That's the problem. Also, they won't even they know that what what people are going to see is truthful, is honest, and it's what what happened. They don't want to show that because they have an alternative narrative to that because they want to keep their audience. And if they start showing, you know, truthful things they're going to lose their audience because those people don't want to hear the truth. Just like Jack Nicholson, they can't handle the truth.
1: Okay, in a few <laughs> good men, and a few good men,
0: they can't handle the truth. Nope. You know, because I think they feel they'll feel that. Well, I mean, this is—you can't say it's critical racism. Make me feel bad because they're telling the truth, and what what he said is a lie. Blah blah blah. It's, you know, it's just—it's just until that happens. Until you start locking those folks up, and they start eventually, the people will get to it. They just don't want to know the truth, no, nope. because nope. they don't want to feel that they voted for a clown right and he's right. he's responsible for that. So right. by proxy, you know, by proxy, they're responsible for it too, or as in 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 what Shannon and, and Skip says when I watch them every morning, they don't want to be dry snitching on somebody, okay? <laughs> so they just go along with it, you know. And right, and people right. like Hannity and Tucker Carlson, yep. all yep. those friggin' people over there that yep. say that they are, you know, balanced. That is not a news organization because a ah. news organization. Reports the news. Let's right. just call it Fox opinions. That's it. Because that's, that's it. all they yeah. do. They yeah. just put their opinion out there. Yeah. it's not yeah. a news organization. It's nope. just Fox opinions.
1: Right, right. And we're we're here. We're on the precipice of this clown, as you call him, possibly being reelected again in 2024. You've been twice impeached. You've led an insurrection to try to overthrow democracy. <laughs> And we're going to reelect this fool? I mean, yeah. that's where we're at, man. That's where we're at, that people are actually going to vote for this fool if he runs. Yes. People are going to vote for this fool again. And we risk the, the, the possibility that this idiot will be back in the White House after yeah, well, all the crap that he has caused.
0: Yeah, I got a side note. Got a side, side note. Side note. Side note. Okay. Uh, the president of Purdue University, Mitch Daniels. Is giving up his presidency, and why is that? Okay. My feelings, I think he's going to run for president.
1: Oh, I take it since Purdue's in Indiana, you know of him.
0: Oh, oh, he used to be the governor of Indiana. Oh, okay, okay. He used to be. He used to be the. Is he after Pence? No, he was before Pence. He was Pence. before Pence. Okay. Yeah, he's he's. <laughs> He's got a jaded past with, the, with unions in the state of Indiana. He's one of those guys, you know. Okay. But I feel, this is just me personally, I feel he, him giving up his, his presidency at Purdue is setting the stage for him to run in 2024. Hmm. Hmm. I really believe that. Because he's not Pence. Pence done burned his bridges. Because he didn't, you know, he did the right thing. Okay.
1: At the the midnight hour. (laughs) Yeah, he did the the right thing at the midnight hour. He did the
0: right thing at the midnight hour. He only did one thing right. Right.
1: Right. (laughs) Okay. At the midnight hour, you got a conscience.
0: Yeah. Conservatives in uh, Klan, I mean, Indiana, um, they, they won't forgive Mikey Pence. Okay, but that that Daniels guy who used to be the governor who also worked for George W. Bush is in his White House before they kicked okay. his ass out because he was a little mean-some bitch. Okay, okay. Uh, I think he, I think he's gonna run. Okay, okay, I really do. He's not crazy like that, you know, the uh, uh, Santos guy oh, or De Satan, the Satan yeah. Of, yeah. Fl- of Florida. Yeah. He's I not mean, that crazy, so can you, that's that's my yeah. thoughts.
1: Can you imagine? I mean, can you imagine what twenty twenty four would look like if if like you called him to Satan? If if he's a if he's the president of the United States, I mean, we're fucked, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I'm I'm like, you know what? I I I'm I'm put out there. I'm a registered Democrat. I vote. That's what I'm registered. But if you've got a Republican candidate that is good for the people that truly has the interest of this country at heart and wants to do the right thing for everybody in this country, who's to say I wouldn't vote for that person? Yep. I would. You you I know, agree. even though you you vote for the person that's the best for the country that you can say like, "Hey, this person is seriously interested in doing right by everyone in this country." And that's what what I'm seeing right now. I don't see a lot of these people on the other side of the fence that seem to want to put the interest of everybody front and center of their campaign. They're all wannabes, they're sycophants of the orange Julius, and and they they want to follow in that mold. And I'm like, we're we're screwed, man. If any of these people get elected in 2024, we're screwed. Yep. So yep,
0: yep. yep. I tell you, I tell you the guy that I I kind of there's there's two governors that are Republicans that I can deal with. Yes. The, the governor of Maryland. Yes. He's, yes. he's a fair guy. He's, I can't he's think a fair of
1: his name guy. right yep. now. Uh, Larry go- Hogan.
0: Is it Larry Hogan? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the governor of uh, Ohio, he's not a crazy son of bitch like these other people. He He's, he's fair to Midland. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But they still got some convincing to go. Right. All right. right, right. You know, and that's just how it is. But these crazy, like the Satan down there in Florida, no. Okay. And and Mitch Mitch Daniels, if he, I'm, I'm sure, I I can bet that he's gonna run. Mm. And he's he's giving up that job in January. Wow. It's gonna be 2023. Okay. I think he's gonna be exploring it. I'm
1: telling you. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. I believe it with all my heart. Yeah, I I am a little concerned, man, because I I just. I like Biden, man. He again, he's he's out there grinding every day. He's trying to do his best, but it's gonna be tough, man, here in a couple it of is. years. It's going to be tough, man, it is. for him. It is. Even if he runs, I just don't see him getting reelected, man. Uh yeah. that's just uh that's just the the bottom that's line. That's how you feel. Yeah. You know? That's how I feel. I just Well
0: he's you know, it's he took over. He reminds me, this is my history teacher in me. He reminds me of Harry Truman. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Nin- 1948 when Truman um ran for office himself after Roosevelt died, and he became the president. Everybody hated Harry Truman. Yeah. He was low in the polls. You know, 30, 20%, you know, he didn't play uh ball with the um with the uh, Congress. They just had um the Congress just changed over to Republican control in uh, 46. Yeah, 46. Okay. And anything and everything that he did was negative. The, I mean, yeah. uh, the war just ended. So, what ended up happening? We had all this inflation that took place, we had the uh, Soviet Union that we had to deal with. Okay, remember the Berlin blockade of nineteen forty forty eight. We had Red China in 1949. You know, Mao Zedong took over there. So communists took over there. Uh, They were starting the war in Vietnam because Ho Chi Minh, you know, sent Truman a letter, you know, saying that, you know, all we want to do is be free. And and Truman kind of ignored the letter, didn't answer the letter. Okay, so you had uh, Soviet Union. You had red China. You had Vietnam going on. You had inflation going on. We had a housing problem because there was all these soldiers coming back. You had 5 million soldiers coming back from the war, and they needed housing. And they didn't have any. So guess what happened to all the prices? All the prices went up. Okay, inflation. Price controls during, during the war. The government controlled prices. Okay, so once the war came to an end... They unleashed, well, we don't need to control prices anymore. So inflation just took off. You know, a a loaf of bread goes from 25 cents to 35 cents. So everything went up. So it reminds me, Biden reminds me a lot of Truman. Mm -hmm. However, everybody thought that, you know, Thomas E. Dewey from New York, the governor, is going to win the election. And Truman kept grinding, as you as you mentioned. Yeah. And it was the one of the it was one of the biggest election upsets in in history because no one thought that Truman had a was going to win. Yeah. And they said, give him, hell, Harry!" And he goes, yeah, I am. <laughs>
1: "Hell, Harry. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, that you're right. You're right. That that's that's a we There's got a, a lot of that going on right now. It, it is a good uh, uh, contrast. A contrast. Uh, yeah. Yep. With Harry Truman, I, I, I think Biden, at his core, he's a good man. He's a good man, and I think he true he believes in the American ideal. Um, I don't think there is a bone in his body that um, you know would have him to think otherwise. I think he yep. wants everybody. He wants to be the president for everybody, and mm-hmm. not have this divisiveness that's going on. But there are just so many things working against him right now. I I hope we have a a Truman defeats Dewey moment here in 2024. <laughs> yeah. I hope we have one of those because, again, the alternatives from what I see right now, we're screwed, man. If Orange Ju- Julius gets back in office or DeSatan gets in office or some of these other idiots that are thinking about running and the rhetoric they're putting out there, we're screwed. This country is screwed. That's just yeah. the bottom line. So, yep. That's 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 where I'll leave it as four says. That's all I got to say about that. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That was a long. That was a long. We were just going to reflect on January 6th. We reflected a lot. (laughs) We reflected reflected the hell out of January (laughs) 6th. <laughs>
1: sometimes it's like that, you know? Yeah.
0: It, it <laughs> took us all over. The, the wow. historian in me came out and shit. Hell, I don't wow. know. We just started talking about
1: it. All right. That's how it is. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right.
0: Let's transition to another quick political thing, and that is a uh, election for senator in the uh, state of Kentucky. The junior um, senator is up for re-election. Yep. And uh, He's being challenged. By uh, Charles Booker. So Rand Paul is uh, the incumbent and he's being challenged by Charles Booker. Um, what, What are your thoughts?
1: Well, I uh, I just happened to be in our hometown um, when 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 this came out. Booker ran. He ran um, here in the previous election. He lost. He lost out to Amy McGrath, and she ended up running, and she lost against Mitch McConnell. So um, I like Booker. Uh, he would happen to be on the uh, he was on the Joy Reid show uh, a couple of days ago. And uh, his campaign is called "From the Hood to the Holler," <laughs> I and mean, I'm like, "That's pretty I clever, right?" That's I got pretty you. Clever yes, from sir. The hood to the Holler, right? And and I, I get where he's coming from, man, because his message is: you 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 people, a fraction of America is looking at brown and black people, and your view because you're being told a certain narrative, you're. Being told that we're taking opportunities away from you and we're stopping you from achieving your best in America. But he's like, uh uh uh, let's take a good hard look at this thing. Poor people in Appalachia and whatnot, you're getting screwed just like we are, okay? We need to correct that. If we stand together, As many people have tried to do in the past, one classic example of that was Fred Hampton. What Fred Hampton was trying to do before he was killed was to bring all these groups together because the one thing we have in common, we're all getting screwed by these politicians. The government is screwing us all. Why are you voting against your own interest? As you said, people in Indiana, they always, what do you call it, political incest. You political know, incest. Yes, sir. And that's what his message is. It's like, look, we need to come together, whether I whether you live in the hood, a West End of Louisville, or you live up in the mountains up there in Appalachia in Eastern Kentucky or wherever. We need to come together and be strong and vote some of these people out who aren't doing anything for any of us. That's his message. Now. He had a controversial ad that was running, and I saw the ad when I was at home. It was about a 12-minute 12, 12 ad, I think it was. He appears on the screen. He's got a noose around his neck. I was like, what the hell is this about? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, Lynchman, but he wanted to say, like, you know, this noose basically symbolizes the fact that um, it's the symbolism of the fact that we have been uh, we've been held down for so long there's been something around our necks holding us back and for for black and black people, that noose was a symbol of, of to keep people in their place and so people thought it was controversial he said yeah I, I, you know, I, I knew I was going to get some flack for it, but I had to have come out and have a strong message uh, and <laughs> It got national attention because everybody on the national news was talking about it, you know. Mm -hmm. So um, it it is what it is, man. And he didn't back down from it. So he is going against Rand Paul to oust him, which he laid it out that Rand Paul isn't doing anything for anybody in Kentucky except wasting his time talking about foolish crap that has nothing to do with the needs of the people in Kentucky. So that is the genesis of his From the Hood to the Holler campaign. He's taking the message from the West End of Louisville. He's going to the the Hollers in Appalachia. He's going down to the western part of Kentucky. He is going to canvas the state to let people know, look, we got to stand together. We're all in this boat together. We're all getting screwed by some of the policies that are going on out here. Don't let people deceive you with this message that only certain people are taking advantage of you. We're all being taken advantage of. That's his message. And so yeah. I hope he wins, man. I, when I, when, when, when I'm there, man, I'm trying to talk people up, man, you, you got to support Booker, man, and get and, and get rid of Rand Paul. That would be number one. And then when, yeah. when the time comes up for uh for Moscow mentioned Yurdle to run it somebody needs to get rid of his ass too because well, the people
0: he, he's probably going to die in office. Yeah, and
1: I, I think the people of Kentucky yeah I think the people of Kentucky deserve better man um yeah. than that that what we're getting from the elected representatives there so that that's my thought on Mr. Booker I I think he's got a good shot um to to do this but people got to come out and support him not just black people People across Kentucky have to hear his message. They have to hear it. Like in White Man Can't Jump, I think Woody's character was listening to Jimi Hendrix and and, and Wesley Snipes said, oh, you listen to Jimi. He said, no. I listen to Jimmy, but you have to hear Jimmy. And Leslie's like, "What? The hell? you got to hear Jimmy. That's what pe- people need to hear, Booker. Not just listen to him. They need to hear his message and realize that it's a message of hope for everybody in the Commonwealth of Kentucky, man. So I'll throw it back to you, my friend. Well, I mean,
0: there's nothing that I can I can uh, cover because you covered it all right there. And since I'm not, I I haven't been back home that much, and you've been back. More, I think, this year than you've been back in yeah, the past yeah, thirty yeah. years.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Get ready to hit so it you, again uh, this week pulse, coming up. Yeah, so your yeah, pulse. Yeah,
0: your pulse on the the issues is, you know, more current than mine. So, yeah. um, once again, he he ran um, um, before and uh, to unseat Moscow Mitch. By by way of defeating, uh, trying to defeat Amy McGrath, and uh, he was unsuccessful. So, you know, I gave him props for absolutely making making sure he's back out there and and um, wanting to spread the uh, spread the word. So
1: yeah, on a on yeah. a side note to that, um, the um, current Attorney General um, Daniel Cameron. He oh God. He's being propped up to run for governor. <laughs> yeah, he's being propped up to run for governor. And it looks like uh, he may do that. Uh, again, he's another one that I don't hold in high regard because um, he uh, did not, uh, in my opinion, do what needed to do to ensure justice was uh, received for Breonna Taylor and uh you know it's like dude um this this is clear man how how can you exonerate these guys when this woman was killed in cold blood in her apartment and and no one is charged or they're charged for some bullshit charge of you know you 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 shot into, into another a, apartment i'm like what? Apartment. <laughs> yeah you shot into another apartment that's what you're charged for this woman's dead so he's the current attorney general. Uh, the rumor is that he is being propped up to run for governor to replace uh, Governor Bashir. So uh, mm-hmm. we'll see what happens with that. But as you say, man, I'm there. I see a lot of things uh, in our old uh, hometown and in our state. Uh, some of it's just it, it's 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 sad, man, to see what's going on in our state, man. The level of violence uh in Louisville every night. Somebody is getting killed in Louisville every damn day, man. The gun yeah. violence and then, you know, the the people dealing with poverty and, and stuff like that. And again, it's it's not all coming out of the West End of Louisville. This is this is people in, you know, places where, you know, a lot a lot of times we didn't venture into. You know, up in, up in those hollers up there in eastern Kentucky and, and some of those places, people are poor and they're hurting, man. So that's why I think if, if people really hear Booker's message and they, they like look, analyze it and see like, wow, this guy, he's serious. Hopefully they can galvanize enough people and uh, get behind him. And get him elected and uh, maybe we can see some change, not just in the Commonwealth of Kentucky, but get some new blood in our Congress, man, to, to make some change, man. Get rid of some of these people who are just useless, doing nothing. Yeah.
0: Now is the time for um, time limits.
1: Yes, absolutely. You know, absolutely.
0: I've, I've said that for a few years now because, you know, regardless of what the House passes; is not going to no. go through the Senate. So, therefore, no. it's it's, no. A so it's a waste of time. So these these senators they they don't even have to vote anymore. They just say, I'm no. um, right. I'm not going to I'm not for it. So, right. therefore, right. you don't have sixty votes. Right. And right. If you don't have sixty votes, then you don't get anything because right. of you yeah. know I uh, um, can't think of the name of it now. Uh, filibuster. Shoot. Filibuster. Yeah. Yeah. You know
1: so yeah. yeah that's a that's a good point to segue to this next topic because of uh our, we're we're back our state's in in high profile tonight so
0: you yes, had a sir. topic uh,
1: that we were talking about before we came on the air uh Moscow Mitch uh this is you know and and an issue that's up before the with all the mass shootings gun control and whatnot. Um, I'll let you take him in there, man, because he came out with some bullshit the other day. I'm like, really?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mr. Turtle the Turtle, Mr. Hypocrite himself. It's sickening that this, you know, Google-eyed turtleneck hypocrite let the words come out of the side of his mouth. So the issue is with what happened down in Uvalde and Sandy Hook and, you know, San Antonio, oh, all it. these pl- places with uh, gun violence and so on. They're trying to get some legislation passed, which 90, 85 90% of the American people want. And since... They've got the filibuster in the Senate. They'll pass something in the House, and then it gets to the Senate, and it just dies. And the idea of um, sensible gun safety laws can't get passed. You know, universal background checks passed. Red law, uh, uh, red, what's what's the term? Um, Um. Red laws where mental ill people uh can't buy a gun oh, red flag laws. Uh, yeah, red flag laws, thank you yep. uh, limiting the number of uh magazines, okay uh stopping or preventing people from buying an a r fifteen or military weapon and until they're age, until age twenty one those are all sensible things, okay. Whether it's in gun shows or personal person, there should be background checks and all that. And it gets to the Senate and you get some senators that are just dumb ass. Just want to say because they're being they're being paid by the NRA. You know, I'm not going to go with because, you know, the people in Louisiana, you know, they want to go out and shoot feral pigs. Well, do you need a 30 clip? Do you need a 30-clip AR-15 to shoot a feral pig? Seems to me that a boat action 30-odd-6 or 308 will do just the same as an AR-15, and you won't kill 30, 40, 60 people, okay? The other thing is that, oh, well, well, you know, some people just like to go out and target shoot. Well, yeah, that's fine. There's no problem with that. OK, but you really don't need that to go target you. So the issue is all those things that I mentioned, you know, as red flag laws and all those things, they can't get passed in the Senate because, you know, you have people saying that, well, well, if we do this, it's a slippery slope. You know, then they're going to try to take all your guns away, which uh, is total yeah. bullshit. And so Moscow Mitch, Yodel the Turtle, you know, he he's the leader of the gang saying that we're not going to uh, pass anything. just a simple background check, so it's not going to get done. However, last week or the week before last, there is a guy that traveled uh, from out of state to Washington, D.C., and said that he was going to shoot uh, Supreme Court Justice Kavanaugh. Yeah. Okay? And... He turned himself in and said he was having mental issues. What about red flag law? The guy was having mental issues. Okay, maybe that's a good reason for that. So our friend, Moscow Mitch, gets on the floor of the Senate the day after and says that we need to pass gun restriction. We need to pass legislation to protect our Supreme Court right now. Right now, right now. <laughs> we can't wait another day, but yet he can't pass red flag laws, limit number of uh, clips in a magazine, uh, ban an AR14 AR15s and on and on and on. Yep. so when when it's something that he wants, he'll shoot for it. when it's something that the other side wants, he'll shoot it down. Yep. you know, just like uh, <clears throat> Steve Scalise, the the House uh, pro-tem, um, basically said that. Well, you know, we we can't pass gun control because of, you know, some dumbass reason. Like, well, once you do that, then it's like, well, when the he, this is this is ignorant from him. Shouldn't have even come out of his mouth, well, on nine eleven they nineteen guys they boarded these planes and they flew these planes into um the World Trade Center, and we didn't decide to ban all the planes, yeah, yeah, well, no, but guess what? when they flew those damn planes into the World Trade Center, guess what we did? We started regulating people who got on those planes,
1: that's right and everything else that come with thats now that you yeah. fly you know yeah just just yeah. think yeah. you know
0: until they flew those planes in there and uh what's that Richard Richard um Richard Reed tried yeah. to blow himself the up bomber. the shoe bomber yeah. yeah so yeah guns in one case is saying that you know we can't do that because of this if it's going to make a big effect well guess what now when you go to fly guess what you have to do Take your damn shoes off. That's gun. That's regulations. Okay, but you can't regulate guns. You have to go through uh, metal detectors. But you can't regulate guns. That's regulating people getting on the planes. Okay, now hell, everybody has to have the damn star on their license plate. That's regulating guns. I mean, that's that's regulating getting on that plane. That's a freedom that everybody has that no one complains about. You know, taking their shoes off. People do it because they want to get from get to their destination from point A to point B. No one complains about that. OK, you 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 have to do all these things now to board a plane. You can't take you can't take uh, liquids on board anymore. that that are more than three ounces. Nope. Okay. you got to take your computers out of your bag and put them on the shelf. Got to take your hat off. Got to take your damn belt off. All of that when those 19 guys flew those planes into the World Trade Center and we're regulating the hell out of our airlines, but we can't regulate guns. Right. Really? Yeah. Moscow, Mitch, you know, you shouldn't even bring that up. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Just a freaking hypocrite.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's. Yeah, that's. I saw that and I'm like, man, you 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 must what is this showtime at the Apollo or something? I mean, you this is a joke, man. That you're out here now. We need they need to do this now. They did like like really? I mean, come on, man. You're you're the hypocrite of the year. And uh you you have no right to demand nothing, man. So uh the Democrats, they're going to give in to him, man. They're going to give in to him. And, and it makes no sense, man, that we can't do some sensible, um, you know, gun control that will eliminate the need for people to go out and purchase assault rifles. i That's the thing, man. And, and some of these other things that you mentioned, magazines and background checks. And it has nothing to do with people trying to take your guns, man. That's right. It has nothing to do with that. That's what people can't separate. So uh I, I you know, he can stomp his foot and throw a tantrum all he wants to, man. You're a hypocrite and uh you know, you have no right to demand Jack. That's that's how I feel about it.
0: But here's here's the thing that gets me Democrats will pass some shit like that.
1: They would. They, they would, yeah. They well, we would. We got to We have to protect our businesses, and you know, we have to get it done
0: right now. We need to protect our businesses. There's nine of them. There's three hundred million Americans, and we want to protect those. <laughs>
1: and,
0: and the Democrats, they'll go. Well, yeah, we got to protect the Supreme Court justice. We have to protect those guys that, you know, just they're going to throw away Roe versus Wade. They're going to, you know, get rid of affirmative action. They, they've already taken out of voting laws. So, I mean, voting rights, you know, the sec, uh, 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 section three of this uh, Voting Rights Act, they got rid of that. And you're going to go along with it. It's yep. fucking nuts. Yep. Don't do it. Play their game. Yep, but they play won't do that. their game. OK, and, but they want their role. Well, well, we feel bad. We need to protect. You know, I felt bad that we, we talked about, you know, Justice Kavanaugh. And I like beer. And I'm not going to take my beer away from me. And we felt bad that we treated him that way. Fuck him. Yeah. You know. Guys, I'm sorry. I mean, I, I we dropped a few F-bombs tonight. Mm-hmm. No, it's all good, man. <laughs> but it's just it just gets me that this idiot from our home state is allowed to run rough shot over the Senate. And the, all those other senators have no backbone <laughs> to go against what he says because they're all in cahoots.
1: Yep. Everyone. All, all. of them. All of them. Yep. Yep. So. Yep. You're absolutely anyway, right.
0: Yeah. But Yeah. Well, we've kicked around a few topics tonight. <laughs> you got me upset there for a second. Uh, I'm man. gonna have to I'm gonna have to <laughs> I'm gonna have to edit my 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 hey. uh my uh audio
1: down a little bit on that last one there. There's, there's, a, this, there's a disclaimer on there. So
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 oh goodness, but yeah. yeah. But well, I'll tell you what. This been a it's been an hour since we have been doing this. Yeah, yeah. And uh you know, we've gotten probably more into politics than anything else. I know there's another topic that we wanted to cover and that is the the LPGA, not the LPGA, the the P uh the PGA. Um let's touch on it for just a second. The the PGA has um and or suspended and or uh decided to um not cut ties with some of the top golfers yeah, yeah. because there is a league in uh, saudi arabia that has pulled these top golfers away from the pga and um they are going to play in their league. It's golf for greed because they are giving contracts to these guys to go over to Saudi Arabia and play there. $200 million contracts Mm -hmm. for some individuals. And the PGA and many other Americans are trying to figure out why are you going to go and play for a country that murders journalists that don't allow uh, women to have freedoms and so on? The leader of the country ordered the killing of and dismembering of a journalist, and if you go over there and play, you're condoning that guy's uh, murder of uh, Kachog- Kachogi Is that his name? Yeah. I think it is. Jamal Khashoggi. Yep, yep. Khashoggi. Yep. And uh, that makes, that, how do you feel about that? Well, well and, and some of them yeah. said, well, I, I'm getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, we feel bad that that happened, but, you know, we don't have anything to do with that. But yeah, you're getting paid. But anyway, the PGA, they're going to come out with some more i don't know if they're going to sanction them or kick them off the tour or whatever and so saudi arabia is now attracting those people to come over there and play for their country
1: you know they're they're pimping them out <laughs> to be Absolutely. honest that's it man i mean you 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 can't you can't you can't speak out of one side of your mouth about you know the saudis or this or that and they've done a lot and then go over there and take their money, man. It it it's it's everything's about money. People will yep. sell out for money. Uh what what's what's the OJ say, man? For the love of money. People will do That's anything right. for the love of <laughs> money, man. So I, all these people, Mickelson, all these guys, you know what? Don't say another word, man. You're you're getting pimped by the Saudis. Take your check and 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 keep bending over and let them give it to you. you take your check, and and let be it. Don't say nothing else about how the Saudis are this or that because they got you where they want you, and and you're they're pimping your ass. So yep. so much for that, man.
0: Yep. Yeah, I know. It's sad but true. Sad but
1: true. Well, all right. Yep. Well, you have anything yep. else, my friend? yeah we uh we were talking before we came on board here on the air. um uh, there's a great book we're talking about it. You, said you were tell you're gonna pick up a copy uh yep. by our uh, Ellie Mastal, uh the Black Guy's Guide to the Constitution. man, it is an amazing book he he basically breaks down all the amendments of the Constitution in plain English and after you read it, I mean he pretty much says the Constitution is bullshit. Because he's like, it <laughs> wasn't made for us. Yeah, it wasn't made for us. And a lot of the stuff that was written umpteen years ago, it needs to be updated to reflect the times. So he right. breaks down each amendment of the Constitution as to why, you know what, this needs to be relooked at again. It's a great book, man. So you're going to pick up a copy. I think you will find it quite enjoyable. Cool. Quite cool. enjoyable.
0: All right. All right. I'm, I'm, All right. I'm, I'm, I'm good, I think I'm gonna do that tomorrow. Yeah, while well, I'm out running about and getting things done, and uh, we'll see. All righty. All right. Well, it's been a good good evening. We've had some spirited conversations tonight, and um, we'll just kind of sign off, and we'll just keep moving forward until sounds we get like, to the next topic. Sounds like a plan, man. Sounds like a plan. All right. We're still in. We're still in baseball season, so therefore. We're going to go by what we've done before during the summertime. And and I heard another one. I heard another one, man. This is a good one. Sign Uh off. All right. That we could use. You know, we talk about, you know, we always say like three strikes and we're out. Right, right. I heard somebody say today, either on the news or on the radio or something, it's like, I'm going to be out just like grandma's teeth. (laughs) (laughs) And it remind me. It remind me of the minister. Oh, I'm Not my. mentioning any names. Yeah, when I mention other name, but yeah, I know. First
1: Baptist. Yeah, oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Maybe that'll be our winter side off. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. have like yeah. To remind me to reuse yeah. that. Switch time. Switch it up for the winter time. That's a good. <laughs> that is a good one.
0: All right, folks. All right. With that, we're going to sign off with like three strikes.
1: And we're out. We're out.
0: (laughs) Until uh, next time. Yay.
1: Yes, sir.
0: The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are of those of the individuals and do not reflect on the official policies or positions of any government or corporation.